Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Blurg. Today we're talking It's Never Too Late for Now, which obviously references how there's always time to become our Patreon subscriber. Just kidding. But you can. In this episode, the TGS team conspires to get Liz laid, Agatha Christie style. Jack immolates when faced with a surprise negotiating challenger. Meanwhile, Frank and Pete, or is it... Pete and Frank, I might need Yuki to weigh in on this. Start a band. Now, let's all remember to never follow Eric Roberts to a second location and dive in. What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out, unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shark week. Listen up, everyone. I have an announcement to make. As you may have heard, Carol and I broke up last week. Hang on, why do you have a cat? And a fanny pack? And your ponytail? It's being held up by a chip clip. Because I'm giving up, Jenna. I did the math. How many times does a woman meet Mr. Right? I've had three chances. Floyd, then Carol, and I was once in an elevator with Tom Brokaw. And I blew all three. Opportunities! So I am making my graceful transition into spinsterhood. I have adopted this cat, named her Emily Dickinson. Oh. Named her Emily Dickinson. Lemon, a word? Hang on. Recent breakup, fanny pack, cat. Quick, who is the lead character on NCIS? Special Agent Jethro Gibbs. In your office now. What do you think of this episode? I mean, it's good, but right after Double-Edged Sword, like, why bother? <laughs> Man, no, this is the one where I feel like the greatness keeps going. I absolutely love this episode. Tell me all about it. Well, I just love that there's like a sense of community and all these people who are like constantly creating so many problems for Liz are banding together to create this beautiful night for her where everything's perfect. I also love the backtrack where Liz herself is singing Joni Mitchell style. Liz with a baby up for adoption. <laughs> there's so many nuances. I absolutely love it. I am a slut for this kind of story and this kind of plot point where it's just like... Let's do all these crazy, unrealistic things to craft a perfect night for this one person in whatever context. So it hits. I absolutely love it. You'll find it my true score later <laughs> and how many gemstones. But no, this is like the the twofer between, not twofer, because I didn't go to Harvard, but between Double-Edged Sword and Never Too Late for Now, this is like a very wow. strong situation. Yeah. You feel differently? I do. I don't <laughs> like it as much. It's still a great episode. Um, Tracy Morgan is out because he had a kidney transplant at this time. So yeah. It's a Tracy-less episode. Jenna's not too annoying. I definitely could see me ending up alone with a cat. I would never have fallen for all that nonsense at the bar. You but I love that guy from Once Upon a Time when I used to watch it. He was Pinocchio. He's so cute. His name's Elon, though. Oh. It's not his fault, but... It's not his fault, but it's still musky enough to just be a little unsettling. hey Just like that perfume that one of her friends in Loot tries to tries to sell. See, I watch television. Like, they're all like, ugh, it's disgusting. It's like it's the offspray of some sort of, like, African wildcat. Yeah, maybe this episode just hit too close to home for me with the cat and living alone and a fanny pack, which I do have. Fanny packs are entirely useful. They've come Mine's, back into the festival. It's like a watermelon from a festival <laughs> I danced in. <laughs> it's shaped like a watermelon, looks yeah. like a watermelon, yeah. big enough as to fit a watermelon. No, it's it's watermelon. Not bad. Like it looks like a watermelon. I surprisingly so used it four times. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm surprised how little Jenna there is, despite the fact that Tracy isn't here. It's like they give everyone else roles, and Jenna just has like very small parts. Sounds great to me. You're a monster. So we get to the office. Liz says, listen up, everyone. I have an announcement to make. As you may have heard, Carol and I broke up last week. 
<laughs> he puts a fucking cat in whatever those cat jails are. Cat carriers. <laughs> it's a prison for cats. Jenna's like, hang on. Why do you have a cat and a fanny pack and your ponytail? It's being held up by a chip clip. Lars in the attic. <laughs> Is that what they sound like? That's what you sound like. Because I'm giving up, Jenna. I did the math. How many times does a woman meet Mr. Right? I've had three chances. Lloyd, then Carol. And I was once in an elevator with Tom Brokaw. And I blew all three. Opportunities! <laughs> so I'm making my graceful transition into spinsterhood. I've adopted this cat. Named her Emily Dickinson. Uh, Everyone's like, uh, <laughs> Named her Emily Dickinson. Uh, lemon, a word? Hang on. Recent breakup. Fanny pack. Cat. Quick. Who's the lead character in NCIS? Special Agent Jethro Kids. In your office now. Played by Mark Hartman. <laughs> What's the point, Jack? I'm done. I took the money I was saving for my honeymoon and I bought a cemetery plot. <laughs> I also joined a book club at the senior center near my home. We're reading Murder on the Orient Express. I wonder if that plot point will have something to do with the plot that takes place later in this episode. It does. She pulls out the giant hardcover of it. You know there's a movie, right? I did not. She throws the book in the garbage can. <laughs> I want to help you, Lemon, but this is not the week. Avery's maternity was cut short so she could cover the collapse of Greek's banking system. Since inventing democracy, those guys have been coasting. <laughs> Can I have one? So you're all alone with baby Liz? But did you have already one prepared? This was for you. You're so selfless. I couldn't find my place and pick up a midget at the same time. We're calling her Liddy after Liddy Dole, G. Gordon Liddy, and my martial arts instructor, Liddy. In addition, I have a huge presentation coming up. Meeting Magazine is already calling it the first great meeting of the decade. I have to be at my best. I am negotiating NBC's licensing fee with Cable Town. But aren't NBC and Cable Town the same company now? That seems like a pretty big <laughs> conflict of interest. Why would the government even allow that merger? It's okay. Don't worry. You just keep watching Bridalplasty. Alicina died last week. <laughs> she seems more like gossipy about it. She's just like, yeah, she fucking died. Ah, damn it. I didn't leave my baby nurse her. Is that real? Gross. Yeah. Baby nurse. I don't love that. It's like baby slap. We'll talk about that next episode. <laughs> I have to go back home and pay her. Right now? It's complicated. These women run your households. So you have to keep them happy, which means not saying anything as your DVR fills up with Trinidadian soap operas. But as soon as I'm out of the woods, Laman, I'll take care of this latest dysfunction. There's nothing to take care of, Jack. Watch this. I can fit Emily Dickinson's whole head in my mouth. <laughs> what about Belle? <laughs> So we have a rare. Such a weird move. <laughs> it's a power move, is what it is. <laughs> so we have a very weird couplet with Frank and Pete, who are talking about. Well, I guess we'll talk it out. <laughs> oh, hey, Pete, what's up? Hey, I'm Pete. Well, nobody <laughs> told the musical guest that Tracy's in Africa, so all their instruments got delivered, even though there's no show. Rock stars, man. People screaming your name. Hot women throwing themselves at you. <laughs> Living on a bus. <laughs> I had all that once, three months back in the 80s. Everybody's working for the weekend. Really? What band were you in? Everybody's working <laughs> for the weekend. What? Yeah, I was in Loverboy. But then I had to choose between staying in the band or taking that college scholarship to study TV budgeting. I made my choice. A part of my life is over. Hey, it's never too late. What did you just say? <laughs> Strum. It's never too late. It's never too late for now. Yesterday's dreams are gone, but today I'm singing the song. Cause, Cause it's never, never too late. late. It's never, never too late, late for now. 
We need to start a band as both what Frank says and what we should do, Julie. <laughs> I think we just did. I think we did too. <laughs> so Jack is home with his uh, baby nurse writing a check. I'm sorry I had to wait for the sherry. I hope there was enough shark meat in the refrigerator for one of your sandwiches. She's sort of slumped in a chair, but still very active and intentional. She Hold looks on. unimpressed. This is the same amount I was paying when you worked full time, uh, and now you're just working nights. It's my hourly rate. And my only rate. It's my only rate. <laughs> <laughs> he was my best and only friend. That's from the power one. You understand my confusion. I'm actually paying you more money to be here half the time. <laughs> she starts whipping out an orange. I'm not saying that you are not what you do isn't important. Avery and I appreciate you, and Liddy just adores you. But let's just say you're at the market buying potatoes, and that 10-pound bag of potatoes costs $400. Super Lucille Bluth energy there. But then the grocery concierge tells me that a 5-pound <laughs> bag of potatoes costs $400. Well, that would be shocking, right? Because a 5-pound bag should only cost $200. I'm unimpressed. What I'm saying <laughs> is that we value what we do at this rate, but it's unreasonable. So... What you want to do? Uh, I want to resolve this fairly and amicably, and I don't want any bad blood. So it was nice negotiating with you, and here's all of your money. She takes a check, looking unimpressed. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're watching Murder on the Orient... Wow. It just feels wrong to say that word. Now we're watching Murder on the Orient Express on TV. A repulsive murder has been murdered. Liz picks up a photo of her and Carol and puts it down, face down. But in which two ways that I have suggested? In the simpler way? By the mafioso described... By the mafioso disguised as a wagon-lit conductor? Picks up a photo of her and Emily Dickinson and shows it to her. <laughs> or in the more complex way that I have just... Liz, enough! I'm, I'm not going to just sit and watch you plummet into spinsterhood. Why are you talking so fast? Because I'm upset. <laughs> and I've also been talking these, taking these new Czechoslovakian organ swimming pills that contain a little bit of meth, which is something my body needs anyway. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to let you wallow like this. I'm going to take you out so you can rebound sexually. So how old are these pills? Because Czechoslovakia was super separated by them. I'm just questioning. Does meth go bad? <laughs> Does, does meth go good? <laughs> I mean, you know how some pills lose their potency? Maybe it's less terrible. Does your bubblegum lose its flavor on bedpost <laughs> overnight? You know that song? No. What is that? Why do I, I don't know remember. That? It's from my childhood. <laughs> does your bubblegum lose its flavor? What? On the no. Bed Both what Liz says and what I'm saying to you also. Now. now, when I'm rebounding, I like to do it with a little with an NBA player because, well, it's fun wordplay and they're mean. Well, thank you for that disgusting offer, but I will be in editing all night, putting together the best of Tracy Jordan to replace this week's show. So I can't go too bad. Well, I'm not giving up. I didn't give up when Eric Roberts abandoned me in the desert, and I won't now. What? No judgment, Liz. Mr. Roberts thought I was dead. <laughs> We're back with Sound Mounds. I feel like it should have been sun tea. It's never too late for now. Two, three. It's never too late. There you are. Great. You just turned a really boss take. <laughs> We're recording a song called It's Never Too Late for Now. It's about that delicious little mystery I call life. Which I feel like is something you would say in real life. This delicious <laughs> little mystery I call life. 
first of all, how am I so gay and so pretentious and so annoying? And you're estimating me. I ask myself me. that all the time. How do you function when you're all of those things all the time? Who's being a bitch right now? Oh my God. <laughs> that sucks. Come on, we've got to go to editing. No, I'm not going to editing. I'm in here shredding away like a righteous axe master. And my arthritis is acting up. Do you have any ibuprofen? Ugh, my fanny pack is in my office in my mini fridge. What? I like my tampons to be cold, <laughs> which is terrifying. I was like, do either of you do that? As people no with uteruses? I don't know. No one does that. All right. I'll be downstairs. Wait, Hornberger Rossitano? Why is your name first? It's alphabetical, so what? So I'm the one who said it's never too late. I invented that. We'll make it up at the Grammys. I talk, not you. So on the editing screen, Tracy, miss him, says, welcome to Brokeback Mountain. You need to go back, Marty. Liz gets a phone call. This is Loss, Liz. This is Liz. <laughs> Lemon, I'm supposed to represent NBC in a negotiation that wrecked Bachelor of the American <laughs> Journal of Meetings rated four chairs. It's an enigma. <laughs> I'm sorry, is that another magazine about meetings? Meanwhile, I just got worked over by my Trinidadian night nurse. I made every mistake you can make in a negotiation. I spoke first. I smiled. I negotiated with myself. If I'd done that during a knock negotiation in business school, Professor Widmer would have spanked me in front of the whole class. Bare bottomed. Business school sounds hot. <laughs> okay, but it's harder with someone like a nanny, right? There's an emotional component. She takes care of your baby. Lemon, you just had a structural analytical insight. Professor Widmer would have given you a good job spanking. What is business school and where can I sign up? <laughs> The reason Sherry can manipulate me is because she has leverage. Eight pounds of screaming, toothless, soft-skulled leverage. Liddy loves Sherry, and Sherry, I assume, <laughs> love... And Sherry assumes I love Liddy. But you do, right? Yes, but Sherry can't prove that I love Liddy. <laughs> so I renegotiate under new conditions, specifically that I hate my newborn daughter. Wow, Jack, I could never pretend to hate my beautiful daughter. <laughs> wow, Jack, I could never pretend to hate my beautiful baby daughter, Emily Dickinson, the cat. <laughs> oh, boy. So Donna Strong, who we previously tried to set up with Paul Giamatti, apparently he died because Kenneth poisoned him. Who knows? Uh oh, I don't feel so good. I think maybe I have food poisoning. Really? Because I never had a problem ordering from American sub restaurant. Very clean. Come in. I'm sorry. <laughs> could you just leave your notes? I'll come in early tomorrow to finish. She runs out to have explosive diarrhea. I guess this means you're free tonight after all. Oh, where did you come from? It's a trick I developed to catch people talking about me behind my back. Do you know everyone thinks I'm insane? <gasps> now you have no excuse to stay in. Come on. No, Jenna, you know how much I hate clubs and dance house and Odeons? They're all malarkey. What's an Odeon? I have no idea. Should we look it up? I'm guessing it's a misspelling because I don't remember her saying Odeons. She definitely did. Because I, I remember. Got a fresh memory. It's never too late for now. An Odeon is... Uh, building is for musical performances, especially in ancient Greece or Rome. <laughs> Fantastic. No wonder she's got no boyfriend. Okay, what if I promise to find a place you'll like? And if I don't like it, I can leave? Yes, if you don't like it, you can leave. This isn't Eric Roberts' teepee. <laughs> <laughs> so, soft music, ample seating, and I know how much you like clearly marked fire exits. Don't worry. I'll find something to hate. Oh, okay. Here we go. This sucks. 
This place is called Canal Yards Project. What does that mean? I don't know. It used to be a factory or something. Nope. Hipster nonsense. I'm out. No, you are not leaving because of the name. Excuse me. Can I order two Diet Cranberry Beach Bangs, please? You got it. I'm going to need to see your ID, miss. How about this for ID? I participated in Hands Across America. Nerds, where is it? Okay. My license is missing, which is my cue to go home. Excuse me, is this yours? Oh, yeah, thanks. I recognize your hair from across the room. I mean, what is that? Is that chestnut? Oh, the color is actually called Grandfather's Shoe. Uh, can I get you a drink? I'm having white wine with ice cubes and Sprite. That's my drink. I keep a thermos of it by my toilet. You misheard me. Okay, uh, excuse me. Can I get two more of these, please? So we're back at Jack's apartment, townhouse, whatever. Sherry, excellent. I've been thinking about our conversation earlier. It occurs to me that you were laboring under a fatal misapprehension. You think you have leverage over me, but you don't. I don't care about the baby. I've only known her for a few weeks, and other than a fondness for Avery's breaths, Lydia and I have nothing in common. She's one of two people ever to have thrown up on me, and I haven't spoken to Joe Namath since that Mardi Gras. What's more, I don't think Lydia looks like... It's a long stretch. <laughs> What's more, I don't think Liddy looks like me, so evolutionarily that makes me want to eat her. <laughs> In other words, either you take a pay cut or go look for another job. Who is the leverage now? Sherry, your move. <laughs> Liddy starts crying. <laughs> Sherry goes to walk out the door. You didn't have door. to say Liddy starts crying. It was obvious. <laughs> I mean, that could have been anyone crying. You could have been actually crying. Please stay. I'll send everyone in your family to college. Mm-hmm. So, soft music, ample seating, and I know how much you like clearly marked fire exits. Don't worry, I'll find something to hate. Uh, okay, here we go. This sucks. This place <laughs> is called Canal Yards Project. What does that mean? I don't know. It used to be a factory or something. Nope, hipster, <laughs> nope, hipster nonsense. I'm out. No, you are not leaving because of the name. Excuse me, can I order two Diet Cranberry Beach Bangs, please? You got it. I'm going to need to see your ID, miss. How about this for ID? I participated in Hands Across America. <laughs> Nerds, where is it? Okay, my license is missing, which is my cue to go home. Excuse me, is this yours? Holding up her license, she's like, oh yeah, thanks. I recognize your hair from across the room. <laughs> what is that? Is that chestnut? Uh, the color is actually called Grandfather's Shoe. <laughs> uh, can I get you a drink? I'm having white wine with ice cubes and Sprite. Also known as a white wine spritzer. Has is a that- name. Really? What happened to wine coolers? Where'd those go? You're drinking one. Is that what they become? White class? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Where? That's my drink. I keep a thermos of it by my toilet. <laughs> you heard me. You misheard me. You misheard me. <laughs> okay, uh, excuse me. Can I get two more of these, please? So do they make the, your droid... So they make your droids wait outside, too? Seriously, why can't a droid go into a cantina? I mean, Ponda Baba can't try to shoot Luke. <laughs> but a protocol droid is somehow a problem? <laughs> Do you know who Ponda Baba such is? Bad nerds, no, yeah, I have not, nothing about Star Wars, honestly. I mean, Game of Thrones, yes, but Star Wars, no. Baby Groot, yes. <laughs> so we're still recording. Sound Mount is laying some boss tracks. Castles fall into the sand. Could this really be God's plan? Or is it never too late? Never too late for now. Why can't I hear my vocals? I just mix them down a little. I think it sounds better. Oh, really? Do you think that or does she? This has nothing to do with Yuki. This is about making my song. Your song? 
All right, you know what? Forget it. Sound Mountain is finished, which means I now have to find 5,000 t-shirts on order. Oh my God, it's a Ceree, rare Ceree setting. Finish your drink. Pete, like 20 of these just came in for you. Damn it. <laughs> Back at the bar. I'm sexy Anders. <laughs> Having a really nice time with you, Liz. Me too, Anders. I like how you don't have one weird little tooth. Do you think that we'll like be reading this and then actually fall in love, just like Anders and Liz? I do not. Okay. Thank He's you. He's a what? male prostitute. I could be that. You'd leave the house. She makes a great point. I could only fans. Thank you. Look, I was going Mom, to Mom, go- don't come in. I'm jerking off for my two followers. Thank you. Look, I was about to go back to my hotel room, get Eat, Pray, Love on Spectrovision, and make fun of it. Uh, Julie Robertson, a movie about eating? Give me Kirstie Alley, somebody who knows what she's doing. Hey, men, Liz Lemon. Come on. Let's go. Oh, boy. That does sound like fun, but I really shouldn't. I came here with my friends, so I'm just going to stay here. Um, a fight breaks out. <laughs> a fight. Typical nightclub malarkey. A fucking chair flies by. Whoa. You okay? My heart's pounding like I'm watching Oprah's farewell season. <laughs> she looks in his eyes. Ooch. I thought the stupid universe was telling me to get a cat and be a spinster. Now I don't know. What's it trying to tell me with you? They escape through the club. They're in some darkened alley that's still sexy as fuck. <laughs> Liz, look, I don't believe in signs or messages from the universe. You know what I do believe? It's never too late for now. A chorus it's never, rises in the back. It's never, it's never too late for now. The kiss. It's so cute. <laughs> He's like the poor man's Paul Rudd. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Anders? Yeah. Oh. So Jack says, every day we give you $100 for a cab fare home. Do you realize what you're doing to me, Sherry? You're unraveling the very fabric of who I am. I negotiate for a living and I never lose. Now I have to go negotiate with my colleagues at Cable Town after having been renamed by a woman... Reamed by a woman wearing a Winnie the Pooh hospital pants. That would be funny. I've now been renamed Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I don't have what you have, Sherry. A brand new baby that they've poured time and money and love into. Some helpless, pathetic, useless thing that would die if left alone. <gasps> oh, God. I do have that. I have NBC. And we parlay beautifully into the negotiation. Look, broadcasted network receiving licensing fees is unprecedented, Jack, but we're willing to offer NBC 10% of what we pay cable. Hmm. Starts eating an orange. I mean, okay, not to negotiate against myself, but I get where you guys are coming from. Hmm. Look, NBC's part of the Cable Town family now. It's our baby and we want it to thrive, but your offer, it's uh, unreasonable. Still eating the orange. She's like, so what do you want to do? <laughs> So we're back at 30 Rock. Liz is slut walking. We're back at 30 Rock, and Liz is doing the walk of shame, Strata Pride, and the clothes she wore last night. Looking for her hoe bag, a.k.a. everything's trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, way to go, Liz! At a girl, walk of shame. You bow-legged bitch. <laughs> I see you open the NBC... I see you open the Scotch NBC sent us that, we, that week we came in third. Guessing your meeting went well? Home run, Lemon. And speaking of baseball metaphors, I see that someone got to first base, which is what I consider sex with a stranger. Okay, fine. I had a one-night stand, and it was not the worst. And maybe you're right. Shouldn't give up just yet. She cheers, makes face, the scotch is gross, so she pours it into Jack's. Still, I can't believe I did that. And I wouldn't have if everything hadn't gone so perfectly. I mean, what if I had been stuck in the edit room all night, or I hated the club and left, or what if I saw Anders? Yeah, Anders. What if he hadn't found my license? 
Don't overthink it, Lemon. Stranger things happen every day. I once saw an internet video of a mouse and a bird that are friends. Don't overthink it. Um, and then she sees Jack and the writers congratulating each other, sees her murder on the Orient Express DVD, and gasps. Last night, a repulsive act <laughs> occurred in a hotel room in Midtown. There are two possible explanations as to how this event came to be. A simple one and a complex one. The simple explanation is that I went to the discotheque <laughs> and a handsome, interesting man fell for me. In the wake of my breakup, I allowed myself to have an experience that gave me reason to be hopeful about the future again. Very simple. She got her back blown out. Uh, great. I think we're done here. Please, monsieur. <laughs> there remains, of course, the complex explanation. A vast conspiracy involving multiple agents and precise coordinated events. A conspiracy that begins with the timely food poisoning of Donna Strunk. And who here had access to Donna's food? We flash back to Kenneth wearing a James Bond villain ring where he opens to pour green powder on her American sub very clean come in sandwich. <laughs> the second peculiar event, I lose my license, allowing it to be found by a handsome stranger. Serendipity, perhaps. But how does one lose one's license out of a malfunction-proof Velcro Philly sport wallet? Someone must have had access to my fanny pack. I only wanted ibuprofen. Then why is my ibuprofen bottle still sealed? <gasps> Chink, Chink. Kenneth is pleased. So Pete went into Liz's mini fridge, took out her wallet, her license, and also stole twenty dollars. Oh my god, <laughs> asshole! Catch the twenty dollars. <laughs> he looked at it and then he took it anyway. <laughs> And then there's the matter of the wine. Four glasses and yet I was wide awake. Was my uncharacteristic energy perhaps due to the giddiness of the evening? Or was someone slipping me black market organ slimming pills? Liz, I wouldn't. Cons <laughs> the conspiracy continues. What pushed me out of the club when I was wavering about leaving with Anders? Yeah, I came here with my friend, so I just got to stay. Jenna tugs her ear, which is evidently a signal to Sue, who touches her nose in acknowledgement, breaks a chair over Lutz, who is her real-life husband, headbutts two fur, and then sits on lunch, sits on Lutz, although I am hungry, punching him in the face. She pulls down Sue's sleeve, revealing the cast. Everyone gasps and wipes the makeoff off of Lutz's face, revealing a black eye. What, this? I got hit by a bird on a roller coaster. <laughs> Even the club was strange almost as if it had been designed specifically for me. But who has the resources and connections to create a Liz Lemon-themed club in one day? She's got a whiteboard, yo. She flips it over. Canal Yards Project is there with magnets. She rearranges them to spell Tracy Jordan's place. You had to sign your crime, didn't you? <laughs> You're the one who gave me those monk DVDs. And what was the final straw? It was Anders saying it's never too late for now. A coincidence that I took as a sign from the universe. Also, it's just a great song that Pete wrote. Thanks, man. Sound round, <laughs> sound mountain rocks the town. Hey, shut up, both of you. <laughs> Sorry, you should continue. No, go ahead. Hey, shut up, both of you. So how did Anders even know that phrase? How did Anders seem to know everything about me? We flash back to Jack telling Anders all about the essence of Liz. The TV has bullet points that say Star Wars, fried food, bagging on movies, malarkey. It's white wine, ice cubes, and Sprite. She calls it funky juice. Oh, I don't know if I want to do this. There's only one question I can't answer. Who was Anders? An old Harvard chum of twofers? The son of one of Jack's senator friends? He certainly wasn't a Swiss prostitute that Martha Stewart recommended to me. Yeah. And that is the complex explanation. Of course, such a conspiracy would require a group of people who knew me so well and cared about my happiness so much that it's impossible to believe. 
No one could ever be that lucky, which is why I choose this simple explanation. I choose to believe that last night, Liz Lemon went out, got some, and felt good about it. And I, so I say goodbye to spinsterhood. She lets go of the cat. <laughs> goodbye to giving up. And oh God, a hot goddard. Emily Dickinson. Um, so it's Pete. He's singing. Cause she's a weekend lady. She's got that weekend style. Temperatures <laughs> rise and she's going to make you smile. Why is it country? Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh-huh. Friday, Saturday, kind of Sunday and holiday Mondays. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cause she's a weekend woman. <laughs> gonna make her mine. Gonna make it the weekend all the time. Weekend woman. The song credits are Sound Mound, Weekend Woman, Parents Suck, 2011, directed by Walter Dotcom Slattery, Super Speedy Records, No Refunds. Hey! So fun. Good time. So fun. <laughs> Love this episode. <laughs> so yes, much. I'm so gay for this episode. <laughs> No, super fun. I love when someone just gives a presentation. What? We've reached the hand expression part of the podcast. <laughs> I'm watching Nick do the same 16 counts of a Korean dance. Dun, like, dun, dance, dun, dun, dance, dun, dun, dance. Oh, give it to me. Two and a half hours straight. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me now. I made this up. So let's score this episode, people. Hey. One, two, three. 97. 91. 91. This was a blast, <laughs> y'all. I had so much fun. Y'all can suck it. I don't get 90s for me means it's rewatchable, but there aren't like specific scenes that I want to watch again and again. I do sing It's Never Too Late for Now a lot now, but. I would watch Liz Lemon concluding the episode mm-hmm. with everything that happened, tying it together over and over and over have again. You? Yeah, Lots. I do it. Oh my gosh, I absolutely have. No and the entire time I'm just like, dun dun dance, dun dun dance, dun dun dance. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me more. The woman who played Sherry was on four different episodes of SVU as four different characters. Amazing. In span. Damn. Range. That's the only show I heard of that she was in. <laughs> well, I had a blast. These two did it. I hope all of you can at least agree. Ones. No. Yeah, I it just... wasn't sad, but it was no double-edged sword. Some of us have taste, is yeah, the thing. Yeah, me and Emma. Okay, well... I hope you can all agree that this was a blast to record. We hope you had just as much fun listening to it. And we'd like to thank some of our patrons. You can find us on... Oh, wait. I was You're doing great. <laughs> Go for it. You're doing great. You can find us on patreon.com slash takespod. Wow. Wow, I did one take. Wild. Still talking, though. <laughs> it's a podcast. Isn't that the gig? We'd like to give some extra special thanks to James, Audrey, Abigail, Cassandra, Alicia, Pam, Bernie, and Anne. If you'd like to give us some money just to support <laughs> I don't think I can say shekels. That feels like cultural appropriation. Everybody knows what Patreon is. Money, please. Money, please. If you'd like to support us, anything would be lovely. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> Should I start over? No. Okay. If you'd like to support us in more ways besides just listening to this episode, which we greatly appreciate, then you can reach us at Patreon that I just gave you the URL for. (laughs) And if you'd like to get your name shouted out on our podcast, then you can. (laughs) We already did all of this. Oh, are we finished? (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Maybe it is too late for now. 
We'll talk to you next week where we're hitting TGS Hates Women with the girls. Why are we hitting women? <laughs> TGS Hates Women is the title of the episode. Well, I don't like women speaking in a baby voice. That is for damn sure. What about me? What about me? <laughs> <laughs> good luck, everybody. Good luck. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I hope you got a couple good laughs in. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Blurg is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> we love you, Frank. <laughs>